1: you are Locked On Packers, your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are Locked On Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com network, which brings some of the best NFL and college football coverage that you will find anywhere. Before we get rolling in today's podcast with my Pack Report colleague, Keith Rordink, I'd like to remind you to check out the rest of the great Locked On Podcast Network, which includes Lockdown NFL, Lockdown Fantasy, and Lockdown Giants to get you ready for Sunday and check out my work over at PackerReport.com. Do you, want to go, do you want to go to the Packers playoff game? Well, here's how you do it. You sign up at Packer Report, and Pack Report members receive 10% discounts on tickets through our site over at Ticket Monster. A great deal and a great way to get into a playoff game. A predicted high of 18-2. Supposed to be a nice day for football. And with that out of the way, let's dive right into it. Our podcast with my pack Report colleague, Keith Rordink. All right, Keith. They ran the table. At what point did you think that that was possible?
0: I felt pretty early on that it was possible. But, you know, I still, I, I go back to, you know, we all do it when the schedule comes out in the summer. And you look and you're like... Okay, they'll will win here, they'll win here, they'll win here. Probably lose that one. I mean, even backing up to when we thought this is a schedule you can go fourteen and two against, I had that Seattle game as one of the losses. So the whole run the table thing, I think I was taken with a little bit of a grain of salt that you know what, they don't need to run the whole table. They can, you know, they can drop one here, but if it's not in the division, they're probably okay. And I don't know. Once once they punch Seattle in the mouth, I'm like. Okay, I'm in. I mean, I, I felt pretty good, but after, after that game, I'm like, ah, right, this this team's got something going on, and, and Rogers just is. I mean, as we were saying right, right before we uh, hit record on this, I mean, he is just otherworldly right now.
1: I got him. He put up such great numbers during that MVP season, but I, I guess I'd have to rewatch those games to get a feel for it. But it's hard to imagine that he's ever played better than he's played. During the stretch, he's got what 15 touchdowns and no interceptions during during the streak here, and I mean he's 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 never close to making a mistake. I mean sometimes I mean, you've seen enough games where oh that was almost interceptable. Well, shoot, Forgive me. Mean, no no one gets a fingers on his ball. He is he is just playing fo- football like I, don't know, I I shouldn't say like I've never seen before because maybe I need to go look back at 2011 again, but I, I don't I don't remember ever seeing anything quite like this. I feel like. And, and again,
0: without without you know the can we have the media though can we drop the cliche? Well, you know we have to watch the film, but yeah. without without queuing up 2011, which in my mind I feel like I remember a lot of like you know deep passes and, and you know taking that single high safety and just like you know a lot of longer sorts of, and even even 2014. You know I think I think back to that you know, some of the long throws he made and some of those, you know, sixty yard touchdowns. I feel like what he's doing this year is just that the types of touchdowns, just the the small, small windows he's putting stuff in. In and his footwork, I would again without seeing the film, I would put his footwork this year just as, as his as his best ever. Just just him him moving up in the it's not even it's not You know, we always talk about being a mobile quarterback. It's not mobile running for first downs. It's mobile behind the line of scrimmage. It's mobile buying time, stepping up, stepping back, stepping right, stepping, you know, turning his back and rolling out. But, I mean, the the throw to Geronimo
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, to me, that was, you know, I think
0: you and I had said, well, maybe that throw that he had in the very first game of the year, the win over Jacksonville was one of the, Best throws we have seen him make. I will, I will put that Geronimo Allison touchdown up there on the on the Aaron Rodgers Hall of Fame with with that throw as walk because but I mean, th- th- those are the types of things he's doing. Like you said, he's nowhere close to getting an interception, and he's making plays like that. And it is just, I mean, Matt um, Matt Ryan is probably going to win the MVP, and he had four touchdowns yesterday, and they have had the you know top ranked offense most almost the year. But my Gosh, I mean when you know, during a losing streak we we talked about, you know, we're judging Rodgers against himself. We're judging him against the best Aaron Rodgers he's shown us and he's coming up short during the losing streak. And and we maybe we're being a little hard and unfair on him at that point, but you know, so it goes with the quarterback. But I will say now he is he is playing beyond the best Aaron Rodgers that we've ever seen and and I think that's why you
1: believe in this team. That's a good point. You know, I, and the reason why you, you believe you, I, I go to that first touchdown drive against the Lions, where there was no Jordy Nelson catching passes, there was no Devonta Adams catching passes, There was no Geronimo Allison catching passes, it was no Ty Montgomery ring the ball. It was every yard was Jared Cook, Richard Rodgers, and Aaron Ripkowski. I mean, that's how deep this offense is. Is they don't even need to put the ball in the hands of their, of their playmakers, and they just motor on down the field. That was. And then, and then, then later, then it's you know, then he goes to town and he gets all the receivers involved in the next touchdown drive. They, they just have so many weapons, and if, I realize these guys have some oh, yeah. serious flaws, but there are so many weapons. It's like, good luck stopping them.
0: Like well, ex- exactly. I mean, what do, you, what do you do if you're a defense? So, you know, when when Darius slave, when they you know announced he was active for this game, okay, so you know he wasn't going to go, uh, you know, Rogue One all of. Paul Xavier Rose and, and freelance out there. So you knew Slay. You know Slay was was going to have a, a healthy dose of Nelson all night and kind of shadow handed. Like you said, they're so deep. And even when they're matched up against, you know, Adams, you've got Allison. Who, I mean, my gosh, you wouldn't think you wouldn't think Geronimo Allison was have guy barely involved in the offense the way he looked last night. I mean, he's a big body and he just. You can tell he gains confidence, and Rodgers gains confidence in him with every throw. And again, that touchdown play where he stayed alive, and, and you know, I think uh, you know for those watching the telecast at home, Chris Collinsworth made a great point of, that is not street football. That is what Aaron Rodgers and that team practices: keeping guys alive, scrambling around, you know, receivers running around for eight and a half seconds in man coverage. And they flash open, and he puts it in some tiny, tiny little space that you know probably uh, you know two or three guys on the, on the face of the planet could do. You know, maybe maybe just one, maybe just ten, but so many guys. And, and in Cook getting getting those third those down conversions, and then of course Kirk who you, you put back there because you think you need him for pass protection. Because if there's you know if there's maybe one ding on on Ty Montgomery shifting the running back, it's a you know his pass pro definitely needs a little work, but they put Rapkowski back there for that. And then what's he doing? He's you know ripping off you know ten and eleven yards here on a run, and you know he then he sets up like he's blocking and he looks out and catches a touchdown. And my gosh, they're, they're just they're deep. They're deep, and everybody is stepping up. This
1: this Jeronima Ellison story is pretty cool to me. You, how many receivers you know late round undrafted guys have they had over the years that, that you thought well no, this kid's pretty good you know I'm thinking like DeAndre Borrell and and Torrey Gurley over the years and you know Miles White got got some run here a couple of years ago and he, you know here they they're they're deep in receiver anyway they draft Trevor Davis and he's he's past all these guys Where he's now the number four I mean you know Jeff Janis doesn't play Trevor Davis doesn't play it's I I, there's something special about this Allison kid where. Where he's doing things that all these other guys never were able to do. He, I don't know if it's if it's, got a, if it's feel for the game or size or, or a combination of all that stuff, but he's he's got it. And I'm not saying this kid's going to be a star or anything, but he's, he's he's got something that all these other guys just don't have.
0: I agree, and you, you make a good point because over the years, you know, we we always get excited about about somebody, whether it's you know Miles wide or. Yeah, Todd Gurley, and it's always like the bottom of the roster guy, and even if they make it. I mean, they're probably a game game active anyways, but, you know, we we like and We thought, okay, well, he, he's got this big body type, and he played at a big-time program, but, you know, there was a there was a reason he didn't get drafted, but he comes in, and again, and it just, you know, it's it's like if, if some, they just click with Rodgers. He clicks with Rodgers in a way that these other guys didn't quite do, you know, it was one thing for, for Miles White or, uh, you know, probably in years past or Harrell to kind of pop in a preseason game and you're like, oh, look at this guy. But, I mean, Allison's doing it in clutch time. Allison's doing it when it counts. And I think, you know, we know a guy like Rodgers, you know, much of the way that, you know, when Jeff Panic screws up, I mean, he might as well, you know, he might as well hail a cab and leave at that point of the game. Huh. Um, he makes a play, and he's in Rogers' good graces. Oh man, he just wants to go back to
1: him. There's a lot of confidence there too. I mean, you you saw him get up, and he's you know spinning the ball on the turf, and he's oh, he's yeah. feeling now, now. he might go back in mothballs when Randall Cobb's healthy. But boy, I, I really want to see I more. I, I want to see more of him this year, next year, and down the road. God, it's so funny you said
0: when Randall Cobb comes back, and I'm thinking to myself. Oh yeah, Randall Cobb didn't play, you know. We're talking about how deep they are, and we we completely leave out the fact that oh yeah, and Randall Cobb didn't
1: play. Yeah, that says something, doesn't it? Um, man, oh
0: man, I like Jordy in the slot
1: now. So yeah, they have they have got all systems go right now, and you know this again. This is about as battle tested of a team is going to get in the playoffs. You know, even beyond a streak where. You know, all, all their DBs are hurt, and you're sitting there thinking they've got I maybe mean, it was it it's uh seventeen thirteen, and you're thinking they gotta go get they gotta go get a touchdown here because you know they're 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 running out of guys and and you know darn well the Lions are gonna come back or at least you're thinking that the Lions are gonna come right down and score, then you know you better score you better score some points and get some cushion and and, and they do it and you know it, it's it's that kind of stuff that really gives you some some hope if you're a Packers fan that they really can make a run. because You, you go back to 2011 and they, and they, you know, they go 15-1. When they needed to drive against the Chiefs in that loss, they couldn't do it. When they needed to drive in that playoff game against the Giants, they couldn't do it. When they needed to drive last night against the Lions, they got them. They got not one, but they got two. For
0: sure. And, and you know, you, you talk about the corners. and I mean, can, can all the, the you know, down capers Haters, can they just can they you know recede back into the, the corners of, of polite society here and sink <laughs> back into the woodwork? Because I mean, you look at what that defense was able to accomplish last night. You know, with with you know Micah Hyde starting at corner and Morgan Burnett playing in the slot and Central Bryce playing in the slot. I mean, and that is not an accident. These are you know, and, and Marlon Evans in there. These are undrafted guys that are ready. It's not a fluke. They were ready. They were put on the spot and they performed and they made plays and they held it down. I mean, you know, Randall goes down, Rollins goes down. So you've got, you know, when they're when they're in the dime, you know, was it, was there a point I think where you had you have Ladarius Gunter, Central Bryce, and Marlon Evans. I think, on the field at the same time. Yep, that's right. For a couple players. Three undrafted guys. You've got Micah Hyde, kind of your your versatile swing guy, who, you know, we've said is probably being pressed into a little more action, ideally, than he would be. And he's, you know, he's playing as well as we've ever seen him. You've got Morgan Burnett, who they're they're playing all over the field, whether he's, you know, in an in-time linebacker role, you're doing different things with with Clinton Dates, where you're bringing him down in the box. Again, let's take a moment and tip our hats to, to down Tapers for scheming this up and for helping coach these guys up and have these guys ready. And whether it's in practice or a game, kind of kind of evolving these guys into these multifaceted players that they're, God forbid, pressed into the service, they're actually ready. It's not you know it's not as much you know, it looks like a crapshoot when you see these guys go here, but they know the plays and they've been coached up. So... I mean, kudos to those guys and kudos to Don Capers and the staff who, you know, most people have wanted to run out of
1: town for most of the season. It really is amazing. I mean, you lose all those guys. And, look, the, the Lions offense isn't, like, the greatest thing since last year, but it's it's a pretty damn good group. Stafford's a you know, really good quarterback. And they didn't get a touchdown in the second half until the hail Mary to the end of the game when I think everyone kind of took a nap, that they were able to yeah. – to, not just hang on for dear life, but really, really finish the job. That's a hell of a job. I, I was. I, I, I don't. I don't know what she can say besides. That's pretty amazing, for, especially for as bad as this group has looked at times. Sure, to, to, uh, to come up clutch with all with all those with all your horses on the line. A pretty pretty amazing night. Oh yeah, and it's and it's not
0: perfect, and it's not always pretty. And I mean, I'm not saying any of these undrafted guys or, or Burnett or Hyde, for that matter, are playing anywhere near a pro Bowl level. I mean, they're. There certainly were, were missed assignments and, and guys flashing open all over the field. But when they needed to step up and make a play, they stepped up and made, made a play. And I mean, it's not quite the same atmosphere, but as I was watching that game last night, I kind of had a moment where I was thinking about Super Bowl forty-five and about, you know, if you remember the point where Shields goes out, Woodson, you know, messes up his shoulder, or breaks his collarbone again. And all of a sudden, you've got Jared Bush and I think it was Pat Lee. Yeah, that's right. That's and they, right. And you've got Roethlisberger looking at these, you know, looking at these guys, twenty four and twenty two out there licking his chops, going, well, "I know who I'm going after." And you end up with, you know, Jared Bush making a key interception. So it's, you know, but I I had that thought in my head as I'm watching these guys, and I'm like, "Here's a bunch of young guys that are thrown into a spot where." Probably nobody has any confidence in him, and you know the opposing quarterback is going to come right at him, and they're stepping up and making plays. And, I a- mean, if they're they're going to have their hands full next week with with OBJ and Cruz and Shepard, but I mean, this this is a
1: confidence builder for for all those guys that had to play. You make a great point. It's twenty three to fourteen. And Rollins just gets hurt on, on that long play, so they're they're, they're moving the ball. It almost suddenly you get like a pass defense, two passes defense and in and Stafford gets rushed into an incomplete pass. Oh no, that wait I got the wrong sequence there. It's twenty it's it's where they kick that field goal uh, late in the oh, game. Yeah. I mean they're they're driving down the field and uh Kenny Clark bats on a pass of the line, Gunter breaks up a pass on the field, and then uh Perry and Peppers break free and force an incompletion. And so instead of the Lions getting a touchdown, getting it back in the game, Prater kicks the field goal, and it's still Green Bay still has their margin to work with. So yeah, I think that's a great point where it's not always pretty. But, you know, it doesn't have to be pretty. You know, just make it a, make – a, when your offense is playing that well, just make enough plays so you know, you, you, you don't lose – just don't lose the you – know, I had it in my podcast on Friday. Just don't screw things up. There's something to be said about not screwing up, and, and they've done that. You, you know, Pat or Pat just said Pally just because you said it. But you know Micah Hyde and you know in in those guys that they made enough plays in the hand to.
0: So, and, and Micah Hyde with that one-handed interception in the end zone, I mean that's just you know that's a that's just like your vintage Micah Hyde play. Who again is just you know I I don't know if that he's quite an unsung guy, but I mean he's never he's never a guy that you kind of you know elevate as you as you're talking about kind of the you know upper echelon guys from the team. because he just? He's a very clutch guy, and they've had to lean on him this year. And you know, I think that interception, and and again, just the plays he made when he had to, you know, move out on the perimeter, just show the kind of season he's having. And you know, like you said, they've kind of, you know, hottest offense in the league, the deepest offense. You've got Devontae Adams with 12 touchdowns. You've got Jordy with with 14. You just need to, to not screw it up. They don't need a defense that's playing as well as the offense. They need a defense that allows the offense to keep them in the game. And that's that's what they're going to need against the Giants because they're, they're going to
1: have to outscore the Giants. I think. Yeah, I think so. You know, one more note on Hyde. We talked to him after the game on Sunday, and he, we, you know, we said, you know, you played corner, you know, outside corner as a rookie, right? He said, yeah, maybe one or two snaps. So basically, he's been a a, a slot corner slash safety for four years. And he gets thrown in there and he makes plays. And Morgan Burnett, who said he hadn't played corner since his freshman year at Georgia Tech, comes in and makes plays. It's just, it's unbelievable. Um, I don't know if it's a sustainable model, but, you know, they could have got him run off the field last night, and, and, and they didn't, which brings us to the Giants, who you just mentioned. You know, they were, they were beat up at corner that first game, too. And Eli Mang to his receivers uh, Beckham, Sterling Shepard, and uh, Victor Cruz. He was seven for 21. Two receivers in that game. That's a uh, that was a big night. I'm, I'm not sure if that's if you can replicate that, but they're gonna need a a, a, a big game like that again, aren't they?
0: They really are. And, you know, I was you know, once you knew they were playing the Giants, you know, I was I was looking back at some of the highlights from that game and looking back at my notes, and yeah, I just uh, I I still you look back at the final stats and you wonder how that current quarterbacks. Held that trio of receivers in check, and really, you know, it was the end of the game when LBJ finally got that touchdown. Right on that unbelievable a, coverage, and you know, certainly he's an athletic guy, but yeah, you know, that's you know Eli Manning. He's he's clutch in the playoffs, but I mean, he's, he's very up and down. And you know, certainly they had a, a big one yesterday against the Redskins. But man, if you can get anything close to the performance of that previous meeting. You know, this coming Sunday, they'll be in good shape. Now, you know, both of these teams have gone through, you know, pretty big no-horses, and you, you can make a case that, you know, Packers aside, is are maybe the next hottest team in the league. But I don't know. They're, they're going to have their hands full, but, you know, they, between what they did against the Lions and what they did in the first matchup, I mean, they, they should have confidence. They can play with, with that trail of receivers.
1: Did you watch the, the Giants yesterday? I did. So I, I watched... The first quarter and a half um, before I left for the game, and I caught the last maybe ten minutes or so at, at the stadium. Eli Manning looks terrible. That looks like a guy who has no interest whatsoever in getting hit. I, you know, every time the Redskins would bring pressure, he would either hit the deck or just chuck it out of bounds. I, he looks like I just feel like if Green Bay can get some some pass rush there, that he's not going to have much interest in beating it. Now I, I say that, and he might be a whole different guy come playoff time. I don't know, but. I, I was not impressed. I mean, maybe, maybe you think differently.
0: No, no. And you know, he's a guy who I'm. I'm usually not that impressed watching him. And I think that the older he's gotten, the, the least, the less impressive he's looked. But, but again, the caveat there is that his, his body work in the playoffs is, you know, about as clutch as you can get. Um. Now it's been what five years since they were in the playoffs, is that right?
1: Yeah, I think so. Right, yeah. Two thousand eleven I know they, they won yeah. here I and mean, won the Super Bowl. Yeah I don't you you might be right about not getting any yeah. sense.
0: Yeah, so but I mean, you know, Ben McAdoo has been playing well and you know, they're getting I'll tell you what, they're getting some good play out of uh, out of their defense and out of that secondary. Antonio rodgers Camardi, I mean thirty years old but he's got six picks. and you know, he had a hell of a game against against Kirk Cousins, but you know, that said that, that I think is, is the matchup they're going to exploit. I mean, you've got you've got a uh, Cromartie, you've got you know Lane Collins, very good safety, but Aaron Rodgers is is a, a cut above Kirk Cousins, and I think the the Packer receiving core is a little beyond you know Deshaun Jackson and you know Jameson Crowder and, and some of those other guys. So you know, I feel like even even if Manning that show up and kind of look like the, the clutch playoff manning of old, you know, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to be able
1: to put up points on, on that secondary. So what do you think? I mean, I'll, I'll see you up at Lambo on Sunday, maybe it's a little too early to be talking. I see the game shaking out, but for a, a uh, Tuesday morning podcast, I mean, how, do you, how do you think this shakes out on Sunday? I mean,
0: there's there's no reason to to not think that the uh, that the table running continues at, at least one more week. I mean, you know, we've I've been saying all along that whenever this run ends, you know, I, I think it's probably going to be because of their quarterback. So I guess right. I'm I'm kind of I'm setting myself up to to say this is where it could end, not knowing the health of Rollins, who, who thank God, you know, seemed okay and, and was back after a night at Detroit, and you know was you know, was conscious and moving his lens and so, you know, thank God for that because that was a, that certainly was a, that looked weird the way he kind of hit and rolled his back and, um, so, you know, you thank God he's okay but I don't know. That said, after everything we just discussed, I mean, I, I think this is a game Green Bay can win thirty one twenty seven. I think you're, I think that the Giants are going to do a little better offensively than what we saw earlier in the year but I mean, I think the defense is going to be good enough. And you know what? If, if Clay Matthews hangs on to that interception, I mean, that's a pick six right there. So maybe he's due. This is the second week in a row where we've seen Clay Matthews start to look like Clay Matthews of old. Peppers didn't do anything last night, but he seems like he's still a guy that can pick his stock. And Nick Perry, even with, the, with that big club cast, is making plays. So you know, again, the defense is stepping up in surprising spots. You had know, a young guy like Kenny Clark, who you mentioned, Bill, down that pass at a key time. And, you know, if the defense can be good enough, I mean, I think we should have faith in this offense to do it one more week.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to agree with you. Um, you just got to make a couple plays, don't you, on defense? Whether it's, you know, in, in many, Eli's history, so he'll give you some opportunities, but you just got to, just get a couple turnovers, right, or make a few plays to, to swing the game. I, I, you know, I just don't think it's going to be like it was in Week Five, where you really shut them down for the for the course of the game. But you know, the the I mean, we, we talked off the uh, just before we hit record on this. Green Bay is what plus fourteen on turnovers the last six weeks. You know, oh, yeah. You know, keep it up. You know, again, another. Just get one or two. I mean,
0: another another tip of, tip of the cap to Capers. I mean, yeah, they're they're plus fourteen, so they are they are coming up with the plays and. I mean, why why wouldn't they? You know, maybe it's going to be Micah Hyde again. Maybe it's maybe it's Clinton Dix. Maybe it's Clay Matthews hanging on to that, or somebody causing a fumble. But yeah, I mean, for, you know, the the defense has maybe had the you know if the if the offense is the uh, kind of the uh, the Porsche of, of the, the league, you know, the uh, the defense has been that, that reliable Toyota Camry getting you from point <laughs> A to point B. So yeah. You
1: know why not why not put our faith in them to get one or two more players when they need it I, I think you're right Put you on the spot what what NFC team worries you the most is it Dallas again is it having to go out to Seattle what what is it a rematch in Atlanta what what do you think
0: you know I, I almost man I almost think I pick Atlanta over Dallas just because of the experience of what they've been doing. And it's not just offense. It's it's Vic Beasley and getting those sacks on defense. And, again, I mean, what Dallas has done this year has been phenomenal. I mean, with with Zeke, you know, leading the NFL and rushing as a rookie, with what Dak Prescott is doing. But for that reason, too, I think having that rookie quarterback, I mean, if you have to – I mean that magic may run well out. I mean he hasn't he hasn't looked rattled. He said he's had some stretches where he hasn't looked spectacular. But you know if you if you have to pick one team that you're more worried about, I, I guess I would say I'm, I'm a little more worried about you know Matt Ryan and that that Falcons offense and again their their ability to get to the quarterback on defense.
1: Yeah, again I got I have to agree with you. You know watching that uh, Detroit Dallas game a couple weeks ago, that Dallas defense isn't that good. I mean, Green Bay, I mean, Green Bay, geez. you know, Detroit had 21 points in their first half before they stopped running the ball and kind of screwed themselves up. Mm-hmm. I, I, might, I might go with you. Or, I mean, Atlanta's defense, is, Atlanta's defense is awful, too, but, you know, I don't think Dallas think is capable of scoring 40 in any Sunday. I, I think Atlanta is capable of getting 40 in any Sunday, so I, I would I would go Atlanta. Atlanta, Dallas, Seattle, probably my, I would go in that order is a tough matchups. But Atlanta, number one. I think so.
0: I think so too. You know, and there was, there was talk after the game as I, you know, kind of kind of flipped around to, to some of the you know NFL Network, ESPN, that sort of thing, and you know even you know it's funny even just talking with my my two sons as they watched the game and saying well you know wouldn't we be better off playing Seattle again after after what we did to him earlier in the year and I'm like you know well that was a well that was a, a great game. I mean that was that was the most surprising win during during the the running of the table. I mean, that was, nobody saw 38-10 to coming, and I think Russell Wilson throwing five interceptions, I mean, that's an anomaly. So, you have to, uh, you know, you you have to say, I think think you're better off getting that home game and and taking on the Giants, and see if you can duplicate that success.
1: All right, Keith. Happy New Year to you and your family, and I will see you at Lambeau Field Sunday afternoon. Happy New Year, Bill. All right, thanks for joining us, and I'll uh, talk to you Sunday. Thanks a lot. The list.